You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The following segment is from the Off Day Debrief on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Ed, I have questions for you. And... It starts just big picture. Where are the Giants in terms of their window for winning? Because I've seen some articles saying now that Kenny Galladay is in the fold and now that Adoree Jackson is here, the Giants don't have excuses and they need to win now. Do you agree with that? I do to an extent, but it depends on how you define win now. And by the way, hi guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks for, for having me today. And, uh, been a long time since I talked to you, Stats. I know, my old co-host on the look ahead, Ed. You've grown since I last talked to you. <laughs> I, I've added weight, maybe, but I don't know about grown. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, back to back to to, to the Giants. Um, it depends on how you define win now. They have gone all in to find out if Daniel Jones is the right guy. They have gone all in to leave no stone unturned to build the best possible supporting cast that they can. This is year three with Daniel Jones, and we still don't know. We've seen flashes. We see ability. We see athleticism. But he threw 11 touchdown passes last year. The Giants had the 31st-ranked offense in the league. They have to know after this, this coming season, they have to know if he can be the quarterback of a good football team and and they've done they've done everything they can to 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 put pieces around him that he should be able to have success with so for me that's what it's about i don't look at it like oh god they've got to go 13 and 3 they've got to make a deep playoff run they've got to be a nine win football team anyway a team that's in contention in week 17 They've got to be. They've got to know about Daniel Jones when the when the season's over. Now, I hate to say it, Ed. I hate to give Dave Gettleman credit, but I I like the talent he has acquired. Now, wow, and 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 you, you know, I I have to say I did enjoy the fact that there that there was a little bit of whining at Bleeding Green Nation about having to cover <laughs> Kenny Galladay twice a year. I think it's going to be an issue. Uh, look, this is a guy, you know, who led the NFL in touchdowns, uh, you know, in 2019 when he was healthy. Uh, and Adoree Jackson, I think, has been an underrated starting cornerback. When you look at his his uh, resume, he's been like one of PFF's top four uh, graded corners since 2018. Uh, you look at his pass rating allowed in 2018, 2019, before, you know, 2020 was obviously a down year for him with injuries. I think the Giants have made some good additions now. I think you can kind of question the contract values with those but with where the Giants are in terms of desperation and everything and like you said and kind of this 
and oh, it's more specifically, not just the Giants with desperation, but where Dave Gettleman is with desperation, because it feels like this is kind of his put up or shut up uh, year, kind of needs more results here. Um, I want to ask you, Ed, because a lot of people, I think, think of the NFC East right now between the Cowboys, who are getting Dak back, and then Washington football team, who obviously won the division last year. Uh, is this the year the Giants finally win the NFC East? Well, I I. Th- I think that the Giants see opportunity. I really do. I think the Giants see opportunity. The Eagles are in some sort of a transition. I don't know what sort of a transition. I think we we don't know where the Eagles are going at this point. You know, Washington, do we really, really trust Ryan Fitzpatrick to lead the Washington football team offense? And and Dallas, I always look at Dallas. They, they finally got a contract for Dak. They always look better on paper than they turn out to be. And and I think that the Giants, not only, not only with the Daniel Jones question, but I think they see opportunity. And I think that, that with the additions that they've made, there's no reason I'm not going to sit here and say they're the NFC East favorites because these are still all flawed football teams. These are still all imperfect football teams. But there's no reason not to believe that if the pieces come together, that they can, you know, they should be able to be a good football team. Let's go back to Daniel Jones for a minute because when I started looking at his numbers, Ed, like you said earlier, 11 touchdowns. 11 touchdowns in 14 games in 2020 is is incredible. Like, I don't even know. How, you could, by accident, throw more than 11 touchdown passes. But the more concerning number for me with Daniel Jones is the fumbles, Ed. He can't stop fumbling. He decreased his fumble total from 2019 by seven and still fumbled 11 times. That's insane. He leads the league in fumbles every year since he's come into the league. He's turning the ball over. Like, I think there are major questions with Daniel Jones. I haven't seen anything that makes me think he's the long-term guy. And and this goes on Gettleman's, I mean, this is on Gettleman's resume because he got crushed when he took Daniel Jones sixth overall. And I haven't seen anything to justify that draft pick. Well, I think that's the other part of it. And and you're right. This it. It's also, you know, both of you guys have kind of talked about it. This is also a put up or shut up year for Dave Gettleman. It's year four for him. The Giants, I I don't have the number in front of me, but I think over his three-year tenure, they probably have the worst overall record in the NFL. This is put up or shut up time. I have put it this way at at Big Blue View and and on my own podcast at, at times. If the Giants come out of 2021 not believing that Daniel Jones is the long-term answer. Dave Gettleman, as much as I think he gets too much criticism, Dave Gettleman cannot be the general manager that goes out and searches for the next quarterback after Daniel Jones. It just can't happen. So, yes, there's also heat on Gettleman, and that's got to be part of why they're they're doing what they're doing. Uh, you mentioned Kenny Galladay earlier, and I think that's a signing that's really going to help Daniel Jones because when you look at uh, some metrics, one metric out there that PFF put out there, uh, Daniel Jones had the highest pass rating over 20-plus yards last year, like which is crazy to me. 
And I think Kenny Galladay is going to be a legit, you know, jump ball, deep threat kind of big play weapon uh, for the Giants. So on that note, Ed, I want to get your thoughts on the best signing the Giants have made in free agency, you know, considering contract and value and all that as well, not just getting the player uh, and the worst one. So what what are the best and worst signings from this Giants free agency period? The best signing is Galladay. It has to be. The price is high. The price is more than I thought he would get. But, you know, you guys know when you're in free agency and when you're in that situation where you where you really have to shop at the at at the top tier, you know, you're 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 not you're shopping at Tiffany's here you're in Macy's. You're not you're not shopping at Marshall's here. You pay more than you really should have to pay. And, you know, Brandon, you know, you know, because Mark Schofield does some some work for you guys as well as as for me. And, and Mark did a video breakdown on Galladay. The thing about Galladay is there's the deep element to Galladay's game, and it's not that he's a burner. It's that he runs good routes, and it's that he catches 50-50 balls, and a lot of those deep shots wind up being 50-50 balls. There's nobody in the league better on those 50-50 balls, on those contested catches than Kenny Galladay. But Galladay can also win in the intermediate and short areas. He can win at all different levels of the field. And I'm not putting Kenny Galladay in the Hall of Fame. Let's not, let, let's not go crazy here. But he can win at all three levels. And the other thing that Kenny Galladay does, he allows Darius Slayton to play against number two corners. And he lets the Giants put Sterling Shepard back in the slot. Instead of, you know, last year where he was sharing that time with Golden Tate. So in many, many ways, it's a great fit for the Giants. And as far as worst signing, I'm going to kind of give you two that are really in the overall scheme of things, probably small things. But why did the Giants on day one of free agency spend two and a half or three million dollars on Devontae Booker? (laughs) <laughs> on a backup running back that I still do not understand. And stats, I think you'll like my second guy. I watched him play for a year last year after the Giants signed him to a two year, $6 million contract. And then this year, the Giants restructured him to drop his cap hit. But after watching Levine Tuilolo play for a year, I do not understand why the Giants have paid him a penny. <laughs> me either because he was in san francisco and I, he was a ghost you couldn't find him out there i don't even know if he ever actually did anything for them a supposed blocking tight end who's a mediocre blocking tight end a supposed special teams ace who's a mediocre special teams player and he caught five passes last year yeah he's i mean talk about replaceable replaceable guys for sure replaceable um i did like the kyle rudolph signing by the giants i don't know about you but it kind of made me think of kevin boss back in the day i I like that move for the giants who can use a tight end a little bit in their offense well here's here's what i love about that signing think about jason garrett and what what he had all those years in dallas and now granted he wasn't calling plays, you know, except for early in his time in Dallas. But they had Jason Witten. And now Kyle Rudolph is not Jason Witten. I'm not putting Kyle Rudolph in the Hall of Fame. I'm not putting Kyle Rudolph in that class when, you know, when Witten was at his best. 
But Kyle Rudolph can do a lot of those traditional tight end kinds of things. He's he's a a pretty good inline blocker, both against the run, you know, both in run and pass. He can run all of the short area stuff, the 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 Y option kind of stuff that that Jason Witten had, a, you know, made a career out of all that short area stuff. And the guy hasn't dropped a pass since 2018 for crying out loud. <laughs> so, you know, I think that as much as as we look at Evan Ingram and and you see his talent and but he dropped 11 balls last year. There are just there are just things that, you know, Jason Garrett tried to run his sort of traditional offense and he tried to have Evan Ingram running all the curls and the stick routes and the option routes. And and that's not what Ingram does well. And for me, I think I love the Rudolph signing because he does those kinds of things that I think Jason Garrett wants from a tight end. And uh, looking at what the Eagles or sorry, the Eagles always on the brain, looking at what the Giants have done in free agency. Uh, do you think that's impacted where they might go or even not necessarily just what they've done in free agency, but looking at what uh, other teams have done too? Uh, do you think that impacts what they do in the first round? I think it could. Now, what I will say is if I know anything about Dave Gettleman, his draft tell is what he doesn't do in free agency. His draft tell is what he doesn't get. And there's two things he hasn't gotten. He hasn't gotten after losing or after having to to cut Kevin Zeitler. He hasn't gotten help for that offensive line. And he hasn't gotten a true edge rusher. So those are the tells for me that I, that's where I think they'll target. Well, one way to fill your needs in the draft is to trade down and acquire more picks. And Dave Gettleman, in his entire career, has never, ever, ever traded down in the NFL draft, Ed. Does that streak end this year, or is he standing pat at 11? Stats, I never heard that before. I never heard that that Gettleman's (laughs) never traded down before. You know, it's funny because he gets asked about that every year. And he said, look, he said, I know. He said, I've been asked. He said, I've had opportunities and he ticked off some of the the GMs that he's worked for in the past and, and guys that, that he's worked with. And he said, none of these guys ever traded down. He said, this is just how I was trained. He said, this is how I was trained. It's not in my DNA. He said, I'm willing to do it. But he basically said, this is just, this is, he's never really been around it. He's never really been around a GM that did a lot of that. And not not that that should be an excuse, because I do think, if you can move down, say you can move down, say the Patriots want to move up from 15 or Arizona wants to move up from 16, to me, this is the perfect year to do it because to me, you can move down from 11, four or five spots, still get a really good player. And if you can get a two or a three for moving down a few spots in that area, why wouldn't you? Uh, one last question for me, Ed, and it's gonna be—I'm gonna need a one-word answer from you. It's—it's uh, it's early, obviously, in the off-season. We haven't gotten to the draft yet, but do the Giants this year finally have a winning record this season? Yes or no? Yes. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Vanta. 
Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanda is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.